Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. We're back! back. (laughs) We're back. I can't believe it. Season 3. Episode 1. I'm glad you can remember those numbers. Three and one. Our long national nightmare is over. It's not over. Not that one. The shorter... (laughs) Oh. The shorter... National nightmare of us not being on the air is over. Uh, the uh, the larger national nightmare well, still looms. <laughs> Even more reason for this third yeah. season of the Amen Corner, the conscience of the nation. Stephen, how was your summer? Oh my God, it was it was great, but weird and long and crazy long. and long. Yeah, I mean, summer feels short. I don't know. It was just <laughs> summer feels short. It was weird. I always feel like as soon as the fireworks are over on July 4th that the summer's over. <laughs> and I and I kind of I kind of felt that way, but then we did so much and I was so busy and all kinds of weird stuff happened this summer. I don't know. I don't know. I just it was it was a good summer. It was a good summer. Some stuff happened. What about you? Yeah, summer, I, I don't think it felt nearly as long to me as it did to you, but uh, summer was solid, and um, I feel like we've had, this is the summer for both of us of how the fuck did we get here? <laughs> you want to kick off your, your how the fuck did we get here, or should I Well, kick? I mean, I'm just, I think we're just going to say we have, each one of us has, you know, something happened this summer that was quite momentous, and for you... It was your, can I say it? Yeah, go, do it. Dare, dare I say it? Yeah. The, the birthday that dare not speaketh name? Go ahead, say it. The, the, you turned 50 this summer. I turned 50 this summer. How fucked up is that? You know what? I was thinking even, about... The, even saying that I know, it's totally weird. weird. It's totally weird. It, 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 it's like the... I, and I, I was thinking about it, like, I'm equidistant between 30 and 70. Like, oh. how the fuck <laughs> is that possible? Number That's actually one. not true because now you're closer to seventy. Yeah, true. Maybe and, on the day of your right. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like it was totally weird. Before. And you're now closer to seventy. And and so that was weird. And then weird. and then the fact that I have to make an appointment to have my colonoscopy is weird. Wait a second. Have you never had a colonoscopy? No, I haven't. The doc said I, when I'm fifty, I have to have my first one. Oh, I had I had one. I think in. Forty-five. Really? Oh my yeah, God! It's a good, it's a good time. I, I, my buddy Bruce, who's a dedicated I'm in corner listener, had had his. He turned fifty in the spring. He had his first one. He texted me. He's like, "Dude, it's medieval. It's medieval. For, it's terrible." First time, long. First time, long time. First time. <laughs> anyway, and they, but here's one of the bright spots of turning fifty. I did not get in the mail on my fiftieth birthday an AARP card, which is awesome because I was going to burn that shit. But I figured either the Along postal service sucks. We were away. We were away from my birthday, and so we had like two weeks of mail piling up at the postal service. And we know how bad the postal service is. So either they lost it, or those bitches at AARP don't know that I'm 50, which is fine with think, me. I don't think either one of those is accurate because there's somebody else who I'm very close with, who I will not mention by name. Yeah, who also I know who you're talking 50, about. Yeah, who also turned 50 this summer, and that person did not receive. You see, an we are we're like the down low 50s. The a, if so. the AARP Maybe. does not send you your card, you're not really 50. Would you have burned the card along with your Nikes? I totally no. I wouldn't have burned my Nikes, but I don't wear Nikes. But not because I don't like 
Colin Kaepernick or Nike, I don't wear Nikes because they're not wide enough for my feet. But I would have definitely burned my AARP card. Fuck that. I don't, I don't Unless it gets good. Did I, when do I start getting movie discounts? Because that would be cool. Um, I think you have to be 65. So. so what's the point of getting an AARP card if I can't get into the I movies? I for, don't know, but maybe they've wised months. up and stopped sending it to people when they're 50. Seriously. Anyway, so it was it was a little weird, but, but we had a great yeah. celebration. I mean, we, we celebrated while we were on vacation with the girls when we were on Martha's Vineyard, and then my wonderful wife, Lauren, took me away to beautiful romantic Quebec City for four days for my 50th. So it was really, it was very, very nice. It was very, if, if you're going to turn 50, you couldn't have had a better 50th birthday party, birthday celebration than mine. Other than the colonoscopy. Well, that hasn't happened yet. So it was, you know, whatever. Yeah. But when's that schedule? I don't know. I haven't called yet, but I, I was thinking about the, the other day. I was out for a run and I was like, geez, I, re- I can't really avoid this. Like now it's getting real. Like when you're 40 something and they're like, oh, you need to do something medically. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it next year. I think now, like I have to go to the doctor once a year. Like seriously, have a physical every year. Anyway. No, it's when you're, when you're 40s, it's like every other year. I don't know. You know what doctor I, I go to most often? I go to the dentist four times a year. Yeah. Besides dentist. the psychiatrist. Yeah, um, you know, you need like she's got to set aside two days for the colonoscopy. I know, man. The day before, yeah. which is really the bad day. The day of the colonoscopy. No, I heard the nothing. night, night before. Right, the night before. Oh. Depending on what kind of what they tell you to take, it's either the day or the night before. Oh. But either way, don't make a lot of plans for the <laughs> night before. Stay, stay close to the home base. <laughs> Don't they, the give you like, don't they give you drugs to like relax you during this procedure? No. Oh, I think not. Think they, they don't knock you out, but they, yeah. You're, but you're you don't aware. Feel anything? Uh, yeah, but you don't feel anything. You don't? Oh, good. Yeah, I, I can't take this shit. The, the, I don't know why your friend calls it medieval. He said the night before. I mean, the night before, it's like yeah, it's torturous. Yeah, I don't know. He yeah. said first you got to drink some stuff and then yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have to get yeah. into it. All right, so no. so that's my how did how the fuck did we get here moment. You yeah. want to fill our eager listeners in on? Yeah, so go. I had fortunately for me, I'm not going to be fifty for a long, long <laughs> while, like a year. I still have over a year. Nice until until that happens. I'm calling AARP to make sure that they send <laughs> you the card. Make sure. Make sure. <laughs> like, wait, uh, I want to make sure you have the address. Do you have the apartment the number? Address. <laughs> Here's his email, just in case. He needs right, his so he can print it card. out and cut it out. Yeah, he needs his discount card. I want my AARP discount, Stephen. <laughs> I'm gonna it's start getting that when I rent start, the car. My AARP it's discount. It's funny until we start using it. Yeah, I know, like, really. oh, Wait, I can use this on the bus for half price fare. Nice. Great. I remember when I used to like fake. Like that, I was under a certain age on the on the buses in Jerusalem, so I could get the cheaper <laughs> thing. Now I have to be like, "All right, I'm getting the senior discount." Woo! Fuck. All right, yeah. go. I we interrupted. So my so my moment. Yeah. Was uh, I brought my oldest son to college? Damn. That made me feel old. Damn. Because because in my mind. I'm in college. <laughs> exactly. How could he be in college when I myself am in college? 
So now, did you go to like a parents' orientation? Yeah, I did. What was that like? (laughs) Do you feel like, dude? What am I doing? I'm the youngest person in here. You know, or you weren't. I I don't know if I was. Man, I don't know if I was. That's gonna flip. There were definitely there were definitely older people than I than I there, but I don't know. There must have been younger ones too. Of course, by the time I take you know Madeline to college. I will, by no doubt, be the oldest one in that. Yeah. In well, no, you definitely won't be the oldest one. But There's I'll be. I'll be. I won't. I won't be. You won't be the youngest. Yeah. No one will. No one will confuse me for being young. No. No one will confuse you for a student. No. No. Nobody looked at me and said, "Are you a junior or a senior?" But then I you said, "Here's but, my." But AARP then you took out your card. bong, and you were like, "I'm not." But I, I said, "Here's my AARP card." <laughs> Can I get a discount at the dining hall? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so the, the saddest part about taking your kid to college is yeah. now when you walk on a college campus, you can't check anybody out. <laughs> oh, my God. You have because to walk straight ahead. Your, because they're your children's age. No, you're checking out the professors. You're like, oh, she's a young professor or something like that, right? No? Um, you didn't see any professors. No, I didn't mm-hmm. see any professors. There were only students and parents. At the so parents you were checking out the other parents? I wasn't checking anybody out. I was too busy. I was too busy wondering how I got there. See, I was actually in. I was in a fog. Do you know it's weird? Wait, I don't mean to. I don't mean to steal your thunder on dropping your dropping Jordan off no. at college. But I went to middle school back to school night, and I, there are a couple of Maddie's teachers that I could be the father of. That's right. Her, 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 like, world civilizations teacher graduated from Emory in 2012. I wasn't even like, hey, do you know Brad? He yeah. graduated. He, he graduated. Years how many years? That. 22 years after you? 21 years after you. Before. Then the, her math teacher, she must be, like, 22. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers are young. Teachers generally are young. So you're, yeah, I don't think that um, your child's teacher... And I cross paths with Emery. Twenty-one <laughs> no. year gap in between. Unless our... you were invited to his bar mitzvah. Oof. Oh my god. That's scary. Yeah, dude. That's, I'm... Yeah. That that's. I mean, we're, I'm struggling coming to grips with the fact that that Jordan's in college. That you're old. Oh, then I'm, I'm old. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it hurts me. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> no, it's just like I'm out for a run in the morning. I'm like, in a couple of years, am I gonna have to like? change my running routine because I'm too old to like do what I did three years ago like wh- yes when does that shit start happening well when your body starts breaking down like and when I go and like that year when I go for the colonoscopy appointment am I going to be like hey doc can we talk about ED <laughs> <laughs> I mean like this cannot be happening you know I- I'm sure I told you this what last year when um, we were in the thick of the college application process and visiting schools. Right. Everybody started talking about ED. Why? And I'm like, what's going on? Like, like what does college have to do with Viagra with or Cialis? <laughs> ED is early decision. Oh, my God. Were you so, so were, you, like, were you worried there for a second? I'm looking around. I'm like, so if you decide to go ED, I'm like, wait. <laughs> What? That's a decision. You can, you can voluntarily like, do that. Why would anybody want to do that? I don't think that's that? a. Vo- I don't think it's a voluntary thing. Well, I mean, why would you want to? That's crazy. And why would a seventeen-year-old be suffering from ED? I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine if you had ED on a college campus? Oh my! Yeah. 
Well, if you're like the 90 year old house fellow, it's understandable. <laughs> but if you're 17, <laughs> house fellow. <laughs> the only the only ED that you should be suffering from in college is premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How I think we that's, get here? that's what we're going to call this episode. The and here's ED, the, the thing. Episode. Here's, here's the thing that is underlying the how the fuck did we get here quality yeah. of this conversation. We could be having this call, this conversation while sitting in a dorm. I mean, this is the level of this conversation. Which is why I said I'm in college. I don't have a son <laughs> I mean, in college. This is I'm not a college. sophisticated conversation. No. Well, this, this is, is less than sophisticated. This is not a sophisticated podcast. <laughs> this is not for mature adults. I know. This is for immature adults only. <laughs> and I feel like we've actually regressed. I have to be honest with you. There's nothing like Even turning the, 50 or bringing your child to college to bring out the baby in you. Yeah, that's true. Seriously. Well, yeah, you've regressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I feel bad for you for being old and that you regress. <laughs> this is really sad. You have another how did we get here uh, moment coming up. It's coming too. up. Coming up. The, 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 the countdown has begun. The official clock has become at the National Bat Mitzvah Command Center. Yeah, that's crazy. Your first child's Bas Mitzvah. Bas Mitzvah. You know, we, we didn't want this to be like a big deal. We wanted it to be a yeah. very low-key, like chilled-out right. event. And, of course, it's not turning out to be. Has, has there ever been a low-key, chilled-out bar or bat mitzvah in the northeast of the United States since 1975? I don't know. I, don't I know. say no. I say no. I don't know. I mean, we the, the parade no. of sh- the, the like constant shoe buying, clothing discussion, jewelry trying on, dress And that's just in. for you. I know. That's just for me. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we got to go to the place where the party's happening this afternoon. I don't even know really know why we're going. But what, are I don't you know. testing out the food again? No, we did. We ate it. It's great. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just along for the ride at this point. You're just writing the checks. <laughs> That's all you're there for. That's what I'm there for. Yeah. Oh, you want those shoes? They look great. That's what you say. How do these shoes look great? And, in, and in between Daddy, is all the other stuff, right? Daddy, how do these shoes look? I. Yes. You waited too long. Try again. Daddy, how do these shoes look? Uh, fine. Nope. Nope. Great. You ready? Yeah. How do these shoes look? Great. Faster. How do these shoes great. look? Even before I finish my sentence, <laughs> you have to say great. How do these great. shoes look? There you great. go. Great. That's all you got to say. No, seriously. Now, Mia, was, Mia was parading around in two different pairs of shoes before asking me to tell her which ones were better. Yeah. And quite honestly, I didn't know the difference between the two. Never let her know that. I didn't know. I mean, honestly, I had no idea. Is there going to be a big dance party? Oh, yeah. We're rocking it out. With DJ Lee, baby. Van Halen's playing? Oh, yeah. It's on the playlist. The, no. Van Halen will be playing the Bob Mitzvah. <laughs> the, the, the guitar the player at the service can play. He can do any, like, any prayer to any tune you want. Seriously. It's like a game. You're like, all right, dude. I don't alone to sweet child of mine. And he's like, all right. So he can do Elenu to eruption. He, he, totally. All right. That's what I want. All right. Ellie. Ellie. Ellie can totally that's do his, it. He was, he was a, you know why he can do that? He used to run the youth group 
at one of the big uh, congregations here. Really? So yeah, what, like now, what 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 youth group director didn't always have a guitar strapped around uh, on his or her back, right? They were always breaking it to some like happy tune, you know, whatever. As, as right. They're called. Right. They it was are, like it was like a, it was like an Israeli it guy. was like an Israeli you know folk song at a moment's notice. Drop of a hat, baby. The yai dai dai. Oh yo yeah yai dai dai. Yeah yeah that's what you need. You need a good yai dai dai. All right. So are you, are you in shape to lift the uh, to lift the chair uh, with your daughter in it? Uh, yeah yeah and um, have you been working out. Yeah I've been working out and uh, you know who's doing hagba? Who's doing hagba? I'm gonna guess Julie. your nephew. No, Julie, Julie, Julie Cook Schuster is is all of, really. Yeah, and uh, I believe I believe Seth and Justin are gonna draw uh, are gonna like dress the Torah after Hagma. But Julie's gonna lift it. Has she been doing her Hagma training? Yeah, I think I don't right. know. We, we should call sure. her and find out. Yeah, she's like, oh, I can totally do it. So. Right, I so hope she's got to lift with your legs, Julie, and make sure you get it up over your. Maybe we'll have shoulders. maybe we'll have Ellie playing some like inspirational Jewish tunes, like I don't know something from I don't know from, from the Chosen from or something. The Chosen. <laughs> I don't remember the soundtrack to the Chosen. <laughs> I have no doubt that. Ellie does. That's true. That's why you hired Ellie. And That's why you hired Ellie because <laughs> he was a youth group director. He's like. He's like he's got a guitar stuck to his back and can play "Yai Dai Dai" at any moment and any song to any to a, any any prayer to any tune at any moment. Of course, he knows the soundtrack to the Chosen. Yeah, youth group youth group leader is like it's like the cruise director um, <laughs> for Jews for young for Jews, the Jews director. <laughs> hey, the Jews director. <laughs> It would be even better if he were a woman and his name was Julie. Julie, the <laughs> Jews director. Julie. <laughs> Ellie's a good close second, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So yeah. anyway, so we're... Uh, that should be a fun, that should be a fun boss mitzvah. It'll be a fun boss mitzvah. There'll be, you know what? Mark my words, there's going to be plenty of smoked fish. Ooh. And, wait a second, before you start, before you start lamenting... Before you start lamenting Maryland smoked fish, our guy yeah. trained yeah. in New York. Trained in New York. I'm, okay. I'm intrigued. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see whether Mitchell can uh, come through. But he promised me. His name ch- is Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell, you can do it. You know, I may be forced to bring my own smoked fish. Though. <laughs> just pour, I would just blame you, you just as like a, a hedge. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't trust the smoked fish here. I brought my own. <laughs> Meanwhile, can we just discuss for a second before we go on to our long, deepening national nightmare, how awesome it is that gefilte fish went mainstream this summer? Yeah. $3 a pair at you the net sign, result you saw in Vineyard sign, Haven, was Massachusetts. In, what? Where was the sign that you saw? It was in Vineyard Haven, Massachusetts. Now, Martha's Vineyard was, I don't think historically, a bastion of Jews. However, no, it's pretty waspy. However, I do know yes. of at least a few who make their their summers there, and so I guess they were catering to that crowd. As I pointed out to you in a text after sending you the photo of the yeah. fisherman, it was like the Gordon's fisherman with a with, with a blackboard that said "Gefilte fish 
three dollars a pair. I was just stunned. But then yeah, I realized yeah. that the day before it was Tisha B'Av. Yeah. And maybe it was for the Tisha B'Av break fast. I don't know. Yeah, you you wrote this is the Tisha B'Av special. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hyster- hysterical. <laughs> but I've never heard of gefilte fish coming in pairs. In pairs. Before. Comes in a jar. Because they don't swim in pairs. No, they don't they swim. Don't. They come in jars. And I've never seen anybody only eat two pieces of gefilte fish. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they come in cans. Some yes, most of the time in jars, in jars, but they never come in pairs. They never come in pairs. Never come in pairs. I saw I saw gefilte fish at Costco the other day. Really? Was it Kirkland yeah. brand? No. Oh. Surprisingly enough, it was Manischewitz brand. Mm. Two jars. Two jars. Like, but they were massive because it's because it's Costco. <laughs> you know that we have a very diverse community here in, in Montgomery County. Yes, and you have whites and Christian whites. <laughs> no, no, no. We have a huge, huge Asian community. Chinese, yeah. Korean, uh, Filipino, Indian, right. Pakistani. Anyway, so if you go to Costco on like uh, on a weekend morning, you see like you're like, oh, that's the dude from the Chinese restaurant. He's loading up. Yeah. You know I notice actually that Costco some of the products they sell are, in fact, ethnic products. Like, you can buy ramen. You can buy, obviously, like, Although, you know, the ramen at the, at the real Asian supermarket yeah. in the area, the ramen was actually in the American food aisle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because last summer when we didn't have a washer-dryer, we would go to this uh, laundromat. And we didn't have anything to do in between cycles, so we used to go wander around this Asian market. Grocery store, yeah. And so you and had, like, the Japan the aisle, the China section. aisle, the Korean aisle, the Indonesia aisle, and then you get to the American food aisle, and the first thing you saw in the American food aisle was ramen. <laughs> Maybe that was misstocked. <laughs> no, I guess what dude, I'm, no. What I'm trying to say is Costco is going a long way to highlight the diversity of our country. You can get all sorts of ethnic products at Costco. It's only a matter of time before Stephen Miller tries to shut it down then. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Stephen Miller didn't go away this summer. He didn't go away this summer. In fact, his uncle really, wrote about it yeah, in Politico. He, his, uncle, his uncle was not happy with him. Yeah, it's going to be an awkward so restaurant should, at dinner. You know what? How does Stephen Miller even celebrate any Jewish holiday when he so clearly... Hates being Jewish. I don't know, but and, when he goes to his uncle's house, they're not going to give him any gefilte fish as punishment. I hope the uncle punches him in dick. the face. Ugh. It's okay. It's okay to continue to want to punch Nazi. <laughs> Did he go it's ED okay. to Duke? <laughs> I, I think he had ED. And that's his problem. You know what his problem is? It's connected to ED. It's he's never gotten laid. <laughs> I mean, you look at him and you're like, no, this guy has never. Never had intimate relations with anyone. You know, it sooner will come out that he he had with like a Mexican woman. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. Uh, he has been seen at Mexican restaurants. Yes, he hasn't been seen it. He got he, did he get chased out of a Mexican restaurant? Yes, he got. He, he, he got was heckled. The, so it was, he got what's heckled. her name? Eva Braun, who runs the Department of Homeland Security. She got run out of a Mexican restaurant. He was in like a Mexican takeout place trying to get a burrito, yeah. and he got and run they, out of that place. Yeah. I like the idea of heckling these people <laughs> until they leave places because they should be shamed. They should. They should they absolutely should be, shamed. be shamed. Absolutely. But but Stephen Miller should be more than shamed. He should be. 
He should be locked in a he's, rubber room. He's the child. He's the grandson of of immigrants who spoke no English, had no skills, none of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he wants to deport all these people because immigration should be based on 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 skills and so on and so forth. His as his as his uncle pointed out, his his grandparents would have perished in the Holocaust had they not been admitted to the United States. Yeah, but and we would, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Were, because they were Muslim or, or Mexican or they were European, <laughs> they were white. They were white Europeans. You, you realize that we're talking about this this piece that his uncle wrote in Politico. It feels like it was five thousand years ago, and I'm convinced it, it was in been. August. I'm no, convinced it, it was in August. Five thousand years ago, it could have been in August. It could have been in July. It could have been six years. Six okay, months so ago. we dropped the girls off at camp on like June twenty yeah. fourth or twenty fifth. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, I remember, like, you know, oh, that great restaurant we went out to that yeah. night or something like that. Um, but I don't remember any of, like, what happened politically in the country. It's so much has happened that I could See, not that, recreate this summer in Trumpism. Well, it's either that so much has happened or because you're now so old that your memory is failing you <laughs> and you just can't remember anything. You know, I need to but go... honestly... You know honestly, those commercials that are on late night TV about, like, improving your memory, like you can do all these exercises or late take, Late night like, TV, I go to sleep early because I'm old. I don't watch <laughs> late night TV. <laughs> I can take something. It's not echinacea. It's something else. I don't know. Can Geritol. You can take Geritol. Geritol. And do fiber one. Sell, I need fiber one to keep Geritol? myself regular. Do they still sell Geritol? I hope so, because I need it, Do you remember it, those man. commercials where the caplet would open up and all those little things <laughs> would pour out of it? Do you remember that? I, you know, Lauren had some problem with her ankle or something, uh-huh. and they prescribed Celebrex to her. Oh, my God. That was the funniest thing ever. Celebrex, Celebrex. I was like, yo, you're like the 70-year-old lady walking on the commercial. I've fallen, and I can't get up. <laughs> No. Anyway, so I can't remember any of the Trump scandals other than this last week. It's just everything happens at, like, breakneck speed. And there's so much going on all the time. We're in constant crisis mode. Like, of course we don't remember anything that happened a week ago. Although I have to say... Do you remember remember Bob Woodward's book? Hasn't even come out yet. (laughs) The book hasn't even come out yet. We've already gone, like, two news cycles past it. No, Alvarez's book? God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could probably get that in like the the discount bin for like a dollar. <laughs> That's like one of my big fears in life is that I walk into one of the last few Barnes and Nobles that exist, and then my books are in the discount bin. Uh, although, yeah. although Seth was very nice to send me a photo from uh-huh. the bookstore at Penn, it seems that uh, False Dawn was assigned. Really? Yeah, not in a class that he's taking, but he went to grab a book from a class that he was assigned, and just below it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was pretty psyched about that. Do they do they have your books in a special section that say that says alumni authors? They should, because we contacted them about doing that. But you know, anyway. So wait, they but should. the last two weeks have been really kind of interesting, actually, in, yeah. in Trump world, because I feel like I feel like Senate Democrats in this whole Kavanaugh thing. Yeah. Have decided that, you know, the way they rolled over and played dead with the whole Gorsuch thing, a stolen seat yeah. uh, was not going to happen with Kavanaugh. Now, Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed. 
But Which, again, just proves that this is a farce. It's a farce. I mean, he's a he's he's not even I, I I don't know. He's this product of the Federalist Society, and so that there's this narrative about him being some great jurist. But basically, what Kamala Harris, the junior senator from California, was able to kind of yeah. break open was the fact that he's just some apparatchik who that's is involved in this been. whole effort to protect the president. But that's all he's ever been, and it's been like what thirty years that he's been doing this. <sighs> God. And yeah, the whole the whole process has been a complete farce. It's so obvious that the game is rigged. Right. The only the only hope that I hold out, and this is faint hope at best, he'll because he will be confirmed, is that eventually he will be impeached for lying uh, under oath because he has lied multiple times about his past. And, right. And that's the only. That's True. the only hope that I have. And he didn't he spend like hundred and twenty grand on baseball tickets? I think it was more like two hundred grand, and I'm not sure that's that story is so weird that you know, maybe he's got a gambling problem that somebody paid. I know, it's just and it faded away. They said, Oh, he 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 laid out the money for baseball tickets for his friends, but hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of well, baseball I mean, tickets? Alright, so what are the most expensive seats at Nationals Park? It's got to be what, let's say, five hundred bucks. Right. So eighty games in a season. I'm going to do the math. Right. Right. So we're talking. How many friends do you think he has? I don't know. Ten. Seriously. So we're we're saying eighty times five hundred, which is forty thousand dollars, times ten. That's four hundred thousand dollars. Right. So. So if he got five hundred dollars seats, then it's even if he got two hundred and fifty dollars seats for ten people, it's plausible. But who's going to lay out that kind of money? Do you really need those points on your <laughs> Amex card? I mean, like, right. why are you doing that? I know it's totally weird. And then he lives in like he he makes a modest salary as a judge. I don't believe that Mrs. Kavanaugh works, and they live in this very fancy neighborhood of Washington, and they send their kids to private school. Like all good members of the uh, Washington aristocracy, Democrats and Republicans, the, the elite, which is why nobody is invested in the public school system because no right, one sends exactly. their kids to the public school. That's exactly right. So I don't know. It all seems very strange, and the whole thing about his incredible amount of debt just went away. It's like the White yeah. House said, "Oh well, he laid out money for baseball tickets." What? That just seems I'm go to, nuts. I'm no one see, and no I'm, one picked, has picked receipts. up on this. I want to see the receipts for that. In addition you know who to has, you know who has disappeared for a little while, though, thankfully, Betsy DeVos. Yeah, except her father-in-law just died. The Amway guy. That's the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world. They yeah. got so rich off of, and it's a Ponzi These scheme. These people, it's just like well, she, you know what she did drifting. though. She she they're rolling back oh, yeah, all these Obama irregulations. She didn't go away. Right. I, only I haven't heard about her for two weeks, so I feel like she's gone away. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. She is the one who recently proposed that uh, school budgets now be, go to arming teachers. <laughs> right. That seems like and a good And she's in the money. process, and something that she's been in the process of for, since, she be, since she came to office as the Secretary of Education. This is her sole mission was to roll back Obama-era regulations on the for-profit higher education right. industry. Right. So now students have no recourse against uh, predatory lending. And these guys, yeah. these guys, these guys put themselves out as these great capitalists. What they've done is they've made 
bazillions of dollars off of government guaranteed loans. These are these are these are (laughs) these are student loans that are guaranteed (laughs) by the government. These students who go to these bullshit for profit colleges can't get a degree can't get a job because they're not actually trained in what allegedly they're trained in. In anything. In anything. They default on those loans, but these private places still get paid because the government guarantees those loans. So all these schmucky taxpayers who vote for Trump and are like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's putting Obama tried to get the taxpayer off the hook for this grifting activities for the grift of these elites who think they're great capitalists. And and well, and, and Betsy DeVoe wants to put them back on the hook. It's fucking insane. They are great capitalists because they all have sweetheart deals with the government. That's <laughs> socialism. They're socialists. Oh my god. This is a crazy I'm glad that the country is still we're still teetering on the brink, but we're still here. We're still fighting. You know what? I was just reading in the New Yorker the profile of that outrageous internet troll. Glenn Greenwald, who used to be a lawyer and a respectable columnist for Salon um, and someone who I used to read all the time. And now he's just like this Internet, uh, you know, Twitter blowhard, angry dickhead. Uh, He did some great work on the Snowden stuff, but he's just such a vile individual. And he can't just he can't have a disagreement with him. He can't argue. He has to be, you know, he just has to be a total asshole all the time. But there's one thing that I that he has been very clear about and I think it's I think he's spot on is that this is a system that is rigged and that for all of the outrageous hypocrisy of the GOP the Democratic Party establishment has a lot to answer for as well now he says there are no differences between the two okay that's I think a little bit much but but the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party establishment because all of these things have happened on you know have happened under Democrats as well. I think Obama was unusual in the fact that he said, "Hey, these for-profit colleges and these other yeah. kind of rigged situations uh, need to be corrected." And that's why I think you're starting to see a lot more. Well, I don't know if it's a lot more, but the, that's the feeling that you get that the progressives are getting a lot more traction because people have, are getting are, are understanding well, yeah. that. In a way, the, the Democratic establishment has a lot to answer for as well. Not yeah. as much as that troll Glenn Greenwald believes, but certainly. Look, both, you know, in 2016, both Trump and Bernie Sanders tapped into right. the sense that the system is rigged. It, because it, it is, is rigged. Because it is. But unfor- unfortunately, Trump is not the answer to the No, of course system. not. Of course not. Of course because not. he's just a. He's, he's a freaking grifter who's, and who's intent who's on thief. institutionalizing this rigging in favor of his cronies. Right. Exactly, but the, but he couches it in populist right. language, which I mean, none of his policies are even populist. And, and Nobody at the bottom is getting anything. Uneducated people who have no background in civics. Once again, going back to Betsy DeVoe, the whole thing yeah. about dismantling public education is that. A dumb electorate can, is more easily manipulated. Exactly, and if you want to play on their fears about right. race and about immigrants and about whatever people who are different than you, then this is exactly how you do it. Right. They've they've figured out not only how to game the system, 
but how to hotwire the system. I mean, you but, know, but unless unless we unless the uh, look, I'm not convinced that the congressional uh, elections are going to be fair. Right. And if that if the if the house doesn't change hands, then we're done. Right. We're done. Done. We're totally done. Dude, but, but again... At least, but at least we're so old at this point <laughs> that we're closer to death. I know. I won't, I won't see that. I won't see the <laughs> grotesque distortions. <laughs> as a our, children, our children, on the other hand, might. But wait a second. But here's the thing. Again, it speaks to the kind of torrent, the unrelenting news that yeah. we're speaking in generalities. We can, we can only focus on a couple of things that happened this summer, and it's like really what happened this week. Tell me yeah. what happened the second week of July. I cannot tell you. And that's not because I'm old. No, it's not because you're no. old. It's because it's like 700 things have happened since then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone said the other day it's like day 562 of the Trump presidency, and I was like, that's it? <laughs> it's like it's so like, like year seventy five. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Meanwhile, the Nazis were in power for twelve years. I know. Twelve years. I know. You gotta think that it felt something like this. <laughs> like every day, there was just like a lot of shit. Going I don't know. On. I think I think German Nazis were more efficient about things That's than true. than the Trump Nazis. The Trump Nazis, one of the problems that the Trump Nazis will have in, really in fully stupid. implementing their program is that they're so fucking stupid and incompetent. Yeah, but didn't you ever watch Hogan's Heroes? <laughs> That's right. That was a, that was a seem, fair portrayal of Nazi. Of that, the they seem pretty dumb and bumbling. <laughs> Those Nazis seem extremely bumbling. How did they ever pull off the final solution when they were so Colonel freaking bumbling? Shoot! <laughs> I mean, if you look at Hogan's Heroes as a documentary, which is how you should look at Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> well, you are the documentary you will, filmmaker, so I, I'm with you on that. Okay. <laughs> then you will know that Nazis, by definition, are bumbling buffoons. <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of documentaries, totally off topic. Yes. I watched the documentary The Bandit last night. Not about Burt Reynolds? Reynolds, but about the guy who was the director of Smokey and the Bandit, who was Burt really? Reynolds' best friend, really? who started out as a stuntman. He was Burt Reynolds' stuntman. They were best I friends. Reynolds, I thought Burt Reynolds did his own stunts. He, he did do it. He did. But then this – and it, some of them he did and some of them this guy did. Anyway, oh. they were like the bestest friends. It, was to, it sounded like it was totally crazy hanging out with those dudes. I can imagine that it would have been fun. To and you know that Smokey and the Bandit caused, they had a budget of $4.3 million. It, it grossed like over $100 million. Yeah. It's, it's, like just, it's just an extended bottle. car chase with Jackie it's Gleason. Like, it's lightning in a bottle. <laughs> it's the greatest. Jackie Gleason. As Sheriff, what was his name? I, I got to watch it. I was, I was about to say. Say Roscoe P. Coltrane? Yeah, but no. it wasn't. It was, wasn't. No, Roscoe P. Coltrane was from uh, the Dukes of Hazzard, which was clearly based on Smokey and the Bandit. Right. Um, Except the Dukes of Hazzard were really the Klansmen of Hazzard. (laughs) No, but I actually think on that Camaro in Smokey and the Bandit, there was a Stars and Bars. Buford. Yeah. Buford. Hold on, let me look it up. Buford. Let me look it up. I can't believe believe he's dead. Look it up. Well, and yeah. He was 82. How weird is that? 
I mean, he was only 32 years older than you. <laughs> exactly. Only. Sheriff Buford T. Justice, played by Jackie Buford. Gleason. Buford. Uh, uh, right, Steven. All right. Let's just take a moment let's, to remember Burt Reynolds. Let's have a moment. And then I think, uh, I think we're going to put this one. I think we're going to put this one in the book. All right. First, first episode of the new season is in the book. We had a lot to talk about. Too bad we couldn't remember we anything. I wish I could remember what we wanted to talk about. I don't even think we talked about what we wanted to oh talk about. Oh my god! About. You know what tomorrow is? Rosh Hashanah. Happy Rosh Hashanah, everybody. Happy Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Have have a pair of filter fish on Stephen. Have a pair of filter fish on Stephen. <laughs> we're out. All right. We're out.